0: Good morning, good morning. Breakfast is donated today in loving memory of Chacham Riffa'el, Ayah, Shalom, Nishmat. Chacham Ben Malka, Verbi, Haya Alem shalom, sponsored by the Arye and Reheb Shalom families. Rabutai, we're told about the various makot that happened in Misraim, and they're described in great detail in the Pisukim and as well in the Divrei Hazar, whether in the Gemarot or the Midrashot, that talk about each makah and what it is that took place in every single plague. But one of the things that's important to understand is that there's a cyclical nature when we speak about crime and punishment, or mitzvot and reward, there's a nature where the deed affects the punishment or the deed affects the reward, and it kind of cycles back around as, almost as a reflection of what the person has done. In fact, the chachamim go to great pains to explain in each case, what it was, which uh, specific deed of cruelty the Egyptians had done that brought about this idea that they had to, uh, uh, that they had to be punished. So as an example, uh, it talks about the idea with the wild animals that they would force the Jews to uh, fight almost like gladiator style with animals for their entertainment. Or when they would go hunting, they would send the Jew out to go get the wild animal. Sometimes that would result in, in him getting hurt by the animal. So the payback was... If there was a problem with the fact uh, that, they, uh, that they, wouldn't, uh, let, they wouldn't allow them to, uh, to go work in the field, so they, they, they would force them to go work out in the field, so there could be midah k'nege midah barad, that everything in the field is destroyed, and that everyone needed to run inside and take cover in the house. There's a midah k'nege midah on each thing. But there's something really beautiful. when We come to the makkah of Choshech. The makkah of Choshech, we know a few different things about it. One of the things we know about the Makkah of Hoshech was that it was something that happened gradually. We don't find this idea that there were two parts to the Makkah of Dam. That in the beginning, it was like mildly red. And then towards the end, it got very red. Or in the beginning, it was like uh, you know it was like a Hawaiian punch. And at the end, it became, but Hoshech, we find that the first three days were this darkness, and the second three days were a darkness which was so thick that a person couldn't even move. They were stuck in their place. The last day, the seventh day, our rabbis tell us, was reserved. Hashem saved it, you know why? He needed it for the last, that last day of freezing someone in such a thick and dense darkness that you couldn't move. He needed it for when the Jewish people were gonna be at Kriyat Suf when he was gonna tear apart the sea to freeze the Egyptians on that night. Now, there's a lot of questions that get raised by this, but the first and foremost perhaps might be the question that, what is it? God has like a certain amount of tricks in his, uh, in his pocket. You know, you imagine like, you know, if you're a trick, if you're one of these magicians, so you have a deck and the deck is stacked and it's made up all, only of aces. So you have, you show everyone all the cards, you put it behind your back, you swap it out with the ace deck, all of a sudden you go like this, everyone aces, everyone's wow, they're ooing and eyeing. Now you go ahead and you give the ace deck to someone, someone says, that was amazing, could you do it again? <laughs> what is the guy thinking, he only has a regular deck now? Now he can't do it no more. Hashem is like, okay, you know what, I only have so many days of supi choshech, you know, up my, you know, my, my godly sleeve, you know, so if I don't save this one for later, I won't be able to do it? What kind of thing is this? Yeah, that's number one. But there's a separate answer, a separate question I want to talk about as well. The Chidushé Arim explains that actually the idea of, uh, of choshech was tied to something very, very specific. What was it tied to? It says in the Pasuk that there was velo rau ish etachiv, and one man they could not see their brother. Says a Arim, when a human being is capable of not seeing their brother, that is a matsav of That is a situation of darkness. The definition, therefore, of darkness is when one human being is unable to see to feel, to experience the pain, the needs of their next-door neighbor. In contradistinction to the Egyptians, what does it say about the Jewish people? About the Jewish people's homes? And in all of their homes, or there was light in all of their homes. What does it mean there was light in all of their homes? Fascinating concept. It says that the Jewish people, it says that God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, He says, look, I brought all these makot, but before they leave, please do me a favor. Let each person ask me'et, they should ask from their friend. And each woman, they should ask from their women friends to borrow vessels and clothing and all sorts of different things. So the Chachamim say, what kind of thing is that? Every time we find the word Re'ehu in the Torah, it refers to another Jew. So as an example, if you find the concept of HaShavata, when it uses the word Re'ehu, the Gemara is always Doresh. That refers to another Jew because he's your re'ah, he's your friend in Torah and mitzvot. It doesn't refer to a, a, a misri or a non-Jew. So in this scenario, why are we telling you that they should borrow me'et re'ehu? Why are we calling the Egyptians friends all of a sudden? And the answer that the Vilna Ga'on gives is mind-blowing. Says the Vilna Ga'on, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was not referring to the Egyptians. They were going to get things from the Egyptians, no doubt. But you want to be able to merit, to have in the eyes of others that they should give you things then you also need to be able to do that you need to be the friend the type of friend that you would wish to have for yourself so if someone came to you if the jews were borrowing things from one another they were looking at one another and saying even if i have so little but maybe there's something that i could give to that other person maybe i only have this this uh, you know one coat but this other guy is older or he's not feeling well. And even though we both could use it, but he could use it more than me, then they would give it to the other person. Once they established giving amongst themselves, then they were able to come to the Egyptians and the Egyptians were willingly giving them everything they had in their homes. It is fascinating then. What does it mean that there was darkness in the house of the Egyptians that they couldn't see their brother? What does it mean that there was light in the house of the Jews that they were able to give even though they had nothing? What's amazing to note then is that when the Midrash tells us that when the Jewish person came into the house of the Egyptian, even though the Egyptian's house was pitch black, he couldn't even move, the Jewish person's freely walking around the house and it says that God shone a light on all the special things that the Egyptians had. And the Jews were able to see it. Why? So that later on when they'd ask the Egyptians and the Egyptian would say, I don't want to give it, I don't have a, I don't have a golden ring. The Jew would say, no, no, it is. It's on your top drawer in your your bedroom because Hashem had shown a light on that object. Now we begin to understand it. If darkness is inability to see, if the light was the ability to see somebody else, if the Jewish people's light, if that was their light, so later on when the Egyptians would come to give something, that it was difficult for them to give. It wasn't just that the Jew was saying, I know exactly where it is, go get it for me, because the Egyptian, now that you know that you have a ring in the top drawer, Egyptian can't say no, just like he said no a second ago. He can still say no. The point was that in a situation where that object was now flooded with the light of the chen of the Jewish people who had given to one another when they didn't have, now the Egyptian was giving to this Jew something also that he didn't want to give, that was the light that enabled it. What we find here, first of all, is this idea that we can bring light and bring mazal into our lives by the deeds that we do. But I'd like to share one last idea over here. Effectively then, what are we talking about? Hashem says that I need to save this moment of darkness, this freezing for the time of, what's it called, of... of um, of a uh, Kriyat what does it mean? Hashem can't perform another miracle. Here's the answer, and it's so beautiful. If you don't dance after this, there's something wrong with you. Check this out. Uh, yeah, I gotta hear this. Fascinating. What does it mean? What does it mean? He needed to save that night of darkness, that moment of freezing them in, in this thick darkness for the time. Why can he make another one? The answer is he could make another miracle. But what we know is that when the Jewish people came to the ocean front and they're about to go in the ocean, in Shamayim is raging a terrible battle. The Malachim are arguing with another and saying, why are you going to save these guys and, and kill these guys? Both of these are, are not tzaddikim. In fact, they're exactly the same. This one is worship idols. This one worship idols. Why should you save the Jews? Rabuta, you understand how low the Jewish people had sunk? That they were indistinguishable from the Egyptian counterparts. Says HaKadosh Baruch That's not true. Maybe these worship idols. Maybe these worship idols. But look what I have in my pocket. A night of darkness where the Jewish people were clearly differentiated from their Egyptian counterparts, where they were stuck and they were moving about. And why were they moving about? Because of the way that they treated one another. Rabotai, if there's Shalom, says the Gemara, even if people are worshipping Avodah Zarah, like the generation of Achav, they're still saved when they go out to war. God said, I need that Zechut for the Jewish people in that moment. I need to pull this out to answer all the angels in heaven and the heavenly court that are telling me I'm playing favorites, I could show them. No. My rule is that if there's Shalom and love and peace and brotherhood and light, then suddenly I could do great things even if they have no other merits. So you think that they're both of the Avodah Fine, I'll agree with you on that. But I still have the right to save the Jews. So God uses that night that is not an extra miracle that he couldn't recreate. It was a zechut that he needed to uh, to pull out, to show that there was such a difference between the Jewish people in that seminal moment. May we always be zochet to spread only light, brotherhood, friendship, and always see our brother and give even when we feel like it's very difficult to give. May Hashem give us that blessing and that light in our innermost hearts. Baruch Amen